Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Welcome to the Ike Brewers Podcast. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host, and I'm here today with my co-host, Alex Eichstead. How you doing, Alex? KJ, Brewers fans, happy to be back on the podcast. Really excited to talk to the crew. They're top of the division. Things could be better, but there also could be much, much worse. So I'm enjoying the season so far, and I'm excited to dive into it. Exactly. The Brewers are, after 24 games, first place in the NL Central. I don't know how many fans thought that was going to happen, but hey, we're right where we belong. Uh, we're going to have a great show for you guys. You know, before I before I get into what we're going to talk about today, I just want to let everyone know that we have a brand new website we just unveiled. It's called IkePodcastNetwork.com. Yeah. Uh, you know, podcasting is a huge part of the future. And on that website, you guys can learn a lot more about each of the Ike podcasts, which you know have grown like crazy ever since we started them last year in 2020. And also, you know how if you want to start a podcast, you know how you might be able to do that. We have a case study on there with some examples, uh, just just a lot of cool stuff on the website. I want to invite you guys to check it out. It's called IkePodcastNetwork.com. Also. We're doing a pretty popular giveaway. We're giving away an autographed uh, Craig Council Brewers jersey with the certificates of authenticity and also an official Christian Yelich jersey from MLBShop.com. So it's a dual giveaway. We've been running this for a few weeks. We've had a ton of entries. We want to thank everybody for participating. And at the end of the show, we're going to select a winner. So that's really exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about the status of Christian Yelich. How's he doing? Cubs and Marlins series. Uh, touch on Luis Urias. You know, some of the other great things happening with the Brewers. Our favorite good Brewers, bad Brewers segment. Um, we're going to preview some upcoming series. And then, you know, that's Maybe some other fun in there as well. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, without further ado, you are listening to the Ike Brewers podcast. Let's get into it. All right. So the Brewers sit atop the NL Central with a record of fourteen and ten after you know winning a series against the Cubs and dropping a series back at home against the Marlins. Uh, you know, we do have a nice buffer in between the St. Louis Cardinals, who are a very talented team. You see the Chicago Cubs at the at the bottom of the division. That's really cool. Uh, but really, the Brewers have not been playing well so far this year on the offensive side of things. We've been playing pretty well on the pitching side of things. Uh, Alex, you know, we did a pod fairly recently, but after this Cubs series, after the Marlins, you know, Corbin Burns, he was... He wasn't as untouchable as they made him out to seem, and that's sports media for you. You know, Corbin Burns, he 
He comes out of the gates having this really untouchable uh, start to the season. Like, no one could really hit the guy. And it's impossible to keep that up, as baseball fans surely knew. But the problem was the narrative was just there. You know, these publications are running with it. We got excited, of course, too. He's our, he's a, one of our favorite pitchers. But it's not like we expected Corbin Burns to not give up a run or, or maybe not walk a guy the entire season. He ended up getting hit a little bit, and uh, the Brewers ended up losing the game. Um, but, yeah, what, do, what are your thoughts on the, uh, you know, the Cubs series and the Marlins series since we last spoke? Well, we, we talked about how last time, you know, we couldn't give Brandon Woodruff much airtime, but here we are, you know, next podcast, and Brandon Woodruff has a 1.55 ERA. And so just to put that in perspective, Corbin Burms has a 1.53. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Brandon Woodruff is rivaling him again for that mm-hmm. top ace spot on the Brewers. I mean, he hasn't allowed a single home run this this whole year. He's got 34 strikeouts. His his whip is 0.72, and you know his opponent's batting average is actually lower than Corbin Burns, and that's 0.134. So Brandon Woodruff, and uh, I mean he's coming into his own. This Brewers rotation. This is why this team is good. <laughs> this is why they're 14 and 10, despite what you said about abysmal yeah. hitting. I mean, like you look at down. Freddie Peralta's got a 2.45 ERA. That's you amazing. Have, you have Suter with a three zero seven. You have Hauser with a three six five, and uh, Brett Anderson's got a four one five at the bottom of the rotation. So not bad. Um, a lot of years you might only have one guy below that four point one five. The Brewers have pretty much everyone. Yeah, uh, I well, think that's a huge highlight. Well, that's just like crazy. When that last thing you said really sparked my memory from just all those years in in the two thousand. Uh, you know, 7, 2008, 2009, 2010, maybe 2011, you know, the Brewers just really had, like, no pitching. We might have had, like, one guy, like, Giovanni Gallardo, who could give you, like, a 3-7 ERA. And then we had a bunch of guys who were, like, 4.8, 5 4.96, 4.6. Like, I mean, it's tough to win games like that. Like you said, Freddie Peralta right now He's got a 15.5 K9 ratio. He's pitched 22 innings. Like, like he's kind of done that over a decent sample size. And his ERA is 2.45. Like, he hasn't been getting shelled. It's unbelievable. Corbin yeah. Burns, you know, after Still getting, zero walks. I can't believe that. He's 49 and 0. 49 and 0. Strikeout to walk ratio. Uh, but between, like you said, Burns and Woodruff, two pitchers, ERA averages out to be 1.54. Dual aces. Adrian Hauser right there in that bona fide number three, as we like to call him. Uh, Brett Anderson. You know, I, I'm, I'm just going to spell out a problem here. He only strikes out 4.2 guys per nine innings. So it's like, ah. Ball you know, is in play. The ball is in play. And we do have plenty of great defenders behind him. But but that ERA looks to get a little higher unless he can maybe start missing a few bats. Our boy JP Fireisen, 12 scoreless innings out the pen. He was balling in spring training. And it wasn't a fluke. You know, he's, he's got no. a modest nine strikeouts per, per nine innings ratio, meaning he strikes out a guy in inning. Uh, that used to be very, very, very good. Now it's just like that's almost average, you know. And uh, <laughs> Firehausen somehow got a loss, though, somewhere in that mix of uh, 12 innings, no earned runs. Maybe it was an yeah, extra I mean, innings game. 
Well, we all know how worthless that win loss stat is, uh, but yeah. but it's fun to it's, <laughs> I know. it's fun to banter about. You know, like winning and losing, like however they categorize it, is just funny sometimes to to just banter about. Eric Yardley, I mean, without really being too passionate about this, like I'm not sure why they keep throwing the guy in there. You know, maybe he's an innings eater, but but his ERA is you know it's near six. Uh, Every time he's in there, I, I almost get the feeling that we're going to give up runs, and his area would support that. Um, although I got to give Council credit, you know the Brewers are in first place. I, who am I to really question Craig Council? We're giving away his jersey at the end of the show. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Josh Hader still has not given up a run this year. Brad Boxberger, he's been pitching really well. We actually threw out a poll on <laughs> Hader's Ike opponent average. Oh my god! Sorry to cut you off, bro. No, go but, for it. Go for but it. Josh Hader's opponent batting average against him is zero point zero four two. So that's just about like maybe one out of twenty-two batters or twenty-one batters is like. Gotten a hit. He's maybe given one, like one hit. Yeah, he's given up one hit on the whole year. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's just fun to watch. Like it, you know, seeing some clips uh, of Josh Hader recently. Like he throws a lot of fastballs. And if you remember back to that 2019 mm-hmm. season where he was getting hit a bunch, giving up all those home runs, it was because he was throwing too many fastballs. You know, and uh, and some people might have argued, no, it was his location. Like really, the hitters were sitting fastball. And when they're major league hitters, they can hit Timing. fastballs. Yeah, exactly. So it's like now he's mixing it up more. And, and it's like he still is dominant fastball, which is all well and good. Uh, but like these hitters, when he throws that breaking pitch, it just buckles them. And, and – Good luck getting the hit off Josh Hader. So, yeah, you know, Brewers, they, they dropped the series against the Marlins. They won the series against the Cubs. I'll take it. We're in first place. Uh, Christian Yelich, he hasn't even been with the team. The good news is Brewers fans, sources close to Christian Yelich, tell us that he's doing okay. Um, you know, it's taken a little longer. Uh, it's nothing crazy, but they are just making sure to, to make sure their MVP is right before – um, putting him back out there because it is a long season. It's a marathon. And, and we'd rather have Christian Yelich thinking back to 2019 once again. We don't want to have him for five months of the season and then not have him for September and, Oct- and October. Like, we'd rather have him for, you know, June, July, August, September, and October. And if we make it to November, I'd love to have him for that too. Um, How about yeah, so, the fact that he's been out and we're 14 and 10? Well, that's that's the main takeaway here is like Christian Yelich. If you look at the Brewers batting leaders, uh, you know, he's right there near the top. Um, we need him. We need his, him. his OPS like he was hitting like, you know, he kind of bounced back uh, in a small sample size from his, you know, last year's season. His, his OPS is eight, eight, two, six. So he could hit better. But his average is three thirty three. His OPS is four fifty nine. Or Sorry, his old on base percentage is four fifty nine. So he just hasn't really jacked a bunch of home runs yet, but uh, he, he's hitting like his you know beautiful swing has has allowed him to hit his entire career. So so Christian Yelich, you know, we'll be patient. He's going to be fine. Uh, a couple things I I want to call some attention to Colton Wong. You know, he came off the the injured list. I still call it the DL. I don't know, Bruce fans, what do you guys call it? DL, <laughs> the DL, fifteen day DL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know they have the ten day now, but um, basically Colton Wong came off the uh. Dis- uh the injured list, excuse me, and he's been hitting like a you know who. Like he, he his OPS is over a thousand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, sorry, so sorry. It's nine eighty, or actually, it might be over a thousand after you hit that home run. I don't know if these stats updated yet, but uh, his OPS is near a thousand. 
Um, and that's exactly what you want out of an offseason signing who plays in middle infield position. Like, if you could say, hmm, I'm going to get a bargain signing. He's going to play shortstop or second base. Gold glove and, caliber. And he's going to give you gold glove caliber defense. And he's going to get you an OPS of 1,000. I'd be like, are you sure you're not paying 30 to $40 million a year for this guy? Like, did you see the deal that Fernando Tatis Jr. just signed? But, but Colton Wong by no means is Fernando Tatis Jr., but he is a tremendous player and a tremendous signing that is hitting the ground running. So we're really happy to have him back in the lineup. Luis Urias, since, uh, you know, since the trade of Orlando Arcia, he's this guy's been playing phenomenal. He, he's, he's been clutch. You know, his, his numbers still could leave a lot to be desired, up. but... But, yeah, he is clawing his way up. He's earning his playing time. Um, real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to Jesus Aguilar for being near the top of the NL and, uh, and RBIs. Um, he, he's always had a great thing working at bats, and we saw him again during the Marlins series. Just one of those players that, much like Travis Shaw, didn't really have the greatest follow-up uh, to his 2018 season in the 2019 season and ultimately saw him traded for Jake Faria of the Rays, who is no longer with the Brewers. Um but, yeah, it would be cool to see Jesus maybe make his way back to the squad one day. Just wanted to acknowledge that he's having a nice little start to his season in uh, Miami. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Al, thoughts on, uh, thoughts on Urias, Colton Wong? My thoughts are, I'm, you know, Urias is working his OPS up, back up towards the 750 range. It's at 743 right now. So, for your shortstop, you take that every day of the week, especially with the, the defense he's playing. So, he's been much better at the plate. Tyrone Taylor, I mean, here's another guy called up who's played pretty well. He's uh, played better than pretty well. He's hit a couple of home runs. He's got seven RBI, and he's only he's only played in 12 games with uh, pretty limited at-bats. So he's, he's batting 391 in his chances and making the most of them. But essentially this Brewers team, its best players on offense, who you would think would be its biggest bats, uh, that's where the Brewers can still improve. So I think mm-hmm. that's like, you know, 14 and 10. Yes, the offense can get frustrating, but right now you're looking at Hira, who can essentially only get better. He had a nice double to end the end the game uh, in the closing of the Marlins series. Um, pinch hit. And uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., same thing. He needs to find his stroke a little more. And um, even guys like Vogelbrock, uh, I mean... A lot of these guys, Travis Shaw, Lorenzo Cain, they've got to bring their average up. Obviously, El Garcia, you, you can't be hitting 200 an entire season. So um, You ain't Richie Saxon. <laughs> yeah, like what is this, the new, the new school MLB? Uh, there used to be like a cutoff line where if you were batting 230, uh, I, I used to worry about Ricky Weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, Brewers fans, if you, if you remember Ricky Weeks. Great year uh, where, you know, great power at the second base position, um, but could not hit, hit the for same. average. He no. could not hit for average. Like and he the, would. The two oh. years he did hit, all star. All star. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had power, you know, he was exciting. And uh, essentially he would bat like 220 every year. And I would just worry that is this the year they're going to like get rid of Ricky because 220 was like one of the. Probably the worst on the Brewers by a you know a while uh, a long shot of the starting bats and so just to see this kind of start so far I have to believe that a lot of these guys and their averages are going up and that means um, good things for the Brewers fans 
Um, Omar Navarez, shout out to him. He's been kind of holding it down on offense. Oh, man. Um, yeah, he's been amazing. I mean, yeah, his OPS is at 1,000. So, um, really stepped up and been a leader in that in that regard. So, But besides that, man, waiting for others to finally, you know, break out. Just do what they're, you know, supposed to. Uh, I mean, Daniel Robertson, right? 38 at-bats. He's getting a lot of chances. I mean, forgive me for just keeping it rather blunt, but he's got one double. He's got zero triples, zero home runs, zero RBIs. You know, his, his OPS is 322. Like, he's batting 100. So it's like... Man, I like Daniel Robinson as much as the next guy, but ah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe we should start bunting or something. Like maybe trying a little different strategy. Like um, Billy McKinney, you know, he's an electrifying. He's electrifying off the bench. Uh, whether they start him, he's a contributor. You know, um, yeah, the Brewers bats they need to improve. I, I want to give a high praise to Omar Narvaez. He's he's just carrying us. Uh, yeah, so so Al, um, one thing I want to just mention about the pitching, I want to give props to Adrian Hauser for jacking that home run. He's really just living up to that number three starter billing ever since the word. You know, it always seems to be those number three guys who the random pitchers who jack the jack the home runs. Uh, but really, going back to Burns and Woodruff, they are in the top five of all qualifying pitchers in the MLB in WHIP. And, that, and I mean starting pitchers. So number one is Corbin Burns with a .55 whip. Jacob deGrom, number two. Joe Musgrove, San Diego, number three. Brewers got to him. Uh, Trevor They're Bauer, the Dodgers. The ERA. Wow. You know, Trevor Bauer, he, he got a huge – I think he's getting paid like $40 million this year. He's, he's four, so he's living up to his deal a little bit. And Brandon Woodruff is fifth. So the Brewers here, like like – Jacob DeGrom's on a humongous contract. Trevor Bauer's on a huge deal. Garrett Cole's sixth. He's on an astronomical contract. But really, the Brewers have two, like, young pitches. I don't even know if they went to arbitration yet. I think Woodruff may have had his first year of arbitration, but that might even be this coming offseason. I'd have to take a look into that a little deeper. But, like, man, you know, talk about some great ROI. Shout to David Stearns. And that brings us to our next segment. Hold on, hold on. I got I to gotta just say one thing about Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Say it. So uh, a while back, before the season, there was an article that was ranking the aces in the MLB. Um, like if you took the ace for each team and then ranked them, which team had the best ace? And Brandon Woodruff finished 12th. And we talked about that, how Corbin's, Corbin Burns could arguably can be considered, you know, just as good as Brandon Woodruff or or not or better to some people. And... Uh, Right now, in the MLB, the seventh best ERA in the MLB belongs to Corbin Burns at one five three. You heard just from KJ about how both of these guys are in the top five in WHIP, and then number eight in the MLB in ERA, right behind Corbin Burns, is Brandon Woodruff with a one five five. I mean, these are two of the top ten pitchers in baseball right now in terms of starters, and the Brewers have two of them. So that is. Uh, that's about sixty million dollars worth of value in about a million or two dollars right now. So, so just to let you know what kind of ROI <laughs> the, we're getting, Brewers fans. And, and let me just tell you about what type of uh, strikeout to walk ratio these these guys have combined. 
Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> so this is eighty-three to eight between Woo! these two pitchers. It's over ten to one. It's like ten point four to one. Yep. That is absolutely nuts. And uh, they've allowed a total of ten runs. So you know what's runs. cool is is I see nothing preventing these guys from keeping that up. I really Neither don't. Neither do I. <laughs> and defense is good, you know. They're they're yeah. right on. There's you know, they're gonna get even better when Yelly gets back and can hold down left field. He's a good defender. Um, Colton Wong's healthy now. So let's talk some good brewers, bad brewers. Uh, let's talk the bad brewers first. Or, you know, what do you want to do first? Good brewers or bad brewers? Let's just keep talk it the, the bad first. Yeah, let's talk the bad first and we'll, we'll bring it back to the good. So, so I'm just going to throw it in your court. Uh, give us some bad brewers. Keep it objective. I think, the, I think the bad brewers for me is, uh, and I don't really like to, you know, throw anyone under the bus. So I'm not trying to do that here, Brewers fans. But I'm I'm worried about uh, Keston Hira, mm. and and the the reason I'm worried about him is because we've seen this move from second base. So all of a sudden that that's a value uh, hit. You know, if yeah, you're if you're a true. player that can play second base. And hit like Kira, you're completely regarded as a you're different type of prospect. You're essentially like the you're Ricky Weeks when he batted for average. We were just talking about Ricky Weeks, mm-hmm. um, but now this is like moving Ricky Weeks to first base, right? So Keston here is at first base, and his bat is not showing up. It's one thing if he's at second and he's kind of struggling with the bat, you know. But when you get to first base, you're expected to hit. That's like an offensive position. Um, and if you're not hitting for average, you should for sure be hitting bombs. And he's only got one so far. So, um, you know, I would say he's he's got to, you know, maybe they got to get rid of the high leg kick or something. Um, but it's whatever they're doing is not working. He's in a funk. Um, you know, and I just want to add on to that. Like Kesson Hare, there's no doubt about it. Like he's one of the most talented. He's one of the most talented but, like, that is essentially the epitome of the good brewers, bad brewers segment. You know, like, a player we absolutely love, but, like, you know, we're, we're, we're not by any means trying to – any. you know, it's just being objective. Like, he is bad brewers right now. You know, he's, he's in a funk in the, with the bat. Like, the defense is leaving a lot to be desired. It's not getting it done on that end. And it's clear that it's, like, mental. But, but I, I was going to say that, you know, what gives me comfort is we've seen – in-depth footage of this guy breaking down and explaining how he essentially goes about hitting and approaches hitting. And so it's like I'm a little nervous, like Al was saying, because his swing mechanics are a little messed up right now. Like Rock was talking about it. You know, he's behind on fastballs, a lot of a lot of just moving parts, tiny moving variables in a, in a baseball swing that takes place in like a you know 0.4 seconds or less. And Kesson Hare is a little bit jumbled out of sorts right now uh, as we talk about this Bad Brewers segment. And, and, but the thing that gives me comfort is, like, he is such – and then you looked at, like, a guy like Orlando Arcia, you know, how he would approach hitting. And it's, like, it's not really a surprise that Orlando Arcia was never able to hit. Um, you know, he was able to get by in the minors doing that, you know, his, his raw talent. But, like, when it came to the majors and scouting reports and breaking balls and, and strengths and weaknesses and tendencies and all that and just, like, data, like – Baseball they figure some guys player. out. Yeah, they figure well, some well, guys out. Well, 
you know, if you listen to other egg podcasts, you, you'll hear about us talk you know, highly of data and you'll hear us talk about very lowly of, of data. You know, frankly, a lot of data is BS, but like baseball is one of those sports where the sample size is so large. Like there's some there's some really good data out there. And, and essentially it helps people draw up these scouting reports. So Orlando Garcia could never really overcome that. Uh, Kesson Hira just approached it night and day different. You know, he's a, he's a very advanced hitter. So like I do have faith. But like you said, man, keeping it objective Second base hitting like Kesson here is an all-star. First base hitting like Kesson here is like borderline non-tender. I don't know if Brewers fans remember when uh, Chris Carter hit like 40 bombs for the Brewers, and I think this might have been 2017. He got he let a, go. <laughs> he was a former A's top prospect like years and years ago, kind of bounced around a bit, Maybe landed on, on the Houston. Brewers. Yeah. Landed on the Brewers, hit 40 bombs as our first. But like, 40 bombs. It's not exactly easy to do. Four zero bombs. Like that. I mean, I don't know how many Brewers have hit those seasons, like excluding Prince and Braun, honestly. You know, maybe Braun hit 40 bombs one time. I don't know if he ever did. But, um, but really, it's like, yeah, he, he was non-tender. Yeah, yeah. He was non-tender. Like, like Chris, Chris Day, or uh, Chris Carter. Chris it's Davis. Like, good, good, no, Chris yeah. Davis is different. He, we trade him for Nottingham. But, like. Chris Carter was gone, and, and that's cutthroat. Like, I thought he might have been back. You know, I was like, this guy walks, and he hits bombs. Like, he's not the He great- was batting, like, 220 or something. I know. I remember he had a something rough average. Something like that, yeah. He at least was. 40 bombs. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like you score some runs, and, and you help your team when you hit 40 bombs. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens with Kesta. My bad, Brewers. Um, I'm just going to echo that. I mean, I'd like to see. I don't know. I'd like to see a little less of Eric Yardley. You know, I'm not going to beat this horse in the ground, but I, I'd like to see a little more care taken with the pen. But but once again, it's the most com- one of the most complex uh, tasks of, in anything in sports uh, is to manage a bullpen with a lot of it out of your control. So Craig Council, he's doing a great job. I'm not going to uh, uh, criticize a guy. Uh, but but Eric Yardley's one of those guys where if you, he, he seems to be in, in some high-leverage situations that I watch, and it doesn't always go well. Um, but yeah, so, so, so flip it to the flip side. Tell me about some good brewers, Al. Good brewers. I mean, let's, let's talk about the brewers. Just like Craig council has, has he done it again? <laughs> has he, has he done it again? Because the Milwaukee brewers just right now sit at 20th in payroll in the MLB. And yet the brewers are playing like a top five MLB team and we're without Christian Yelich. Um, Lorenzo Cain's played in seven games. If, if they would have told you that both Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich haven't played more than uh, a third of the games, man, and you'd be 14 and 10, you'd probably be like, wow, this Brewers team is really, really good. And uh, I think we've seen evidence of that. So I would say there's been like a lot of talent flashing in these first 24 games. How fun has it been? It's been like every time you're watching a guy, you're like, ooh, you know, like, wow, you know, Mm -hmm. or some type of – it's just really entertaining. It's like when they get so good for maybe for, uh, you know, cross-reference, it's just when you watch just overall talent out there, it's – it's fun, and the Brewers have a lot of it. And to do it on such a small payroll, it's just, you know, masterful management. Masterful manage- management. You know, the Brewers, my good Brewers, that was a great, great uh, good Brewers segment right there. Um, I would I would agree with everything you just said. Craig Council is doing it again. He's getting more out of less and uh, from a payroll 
perspective, by no means from a talent perspective, shout out to David Stearns, but like from a payroll perspective, you're 100% right. And I'm just going to kind of go a little deeper into the numbers. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Josh Hader, and Freddie Peralta right now combine to average 3.8 war. That's wins above replacements for, for those of you who like advanced stats. And that basically means if you if you take that and carry it over uh, for six months of a season, like we've essentially done a whole month, um, you know, that's like 24 war between four Brewers homegrown pitchers and six war is like damn near MVP candidate. Um, you know, Mike Trout like will win it if he gets like 10 war. But like if you look at the list of players every year, Brewers fans that have like five or six war wins above replacement, it's few and far between. So I just want to say that that all that war, that, that advanced stat that I just listed, those are homegrown Brewers pitchers. Brandon Woodruff, homegrown, came up through our minor league system. Corbin Burns, homegrown, uh, you know, came up through our minor league system. Josh Hader came up through our minor league system, even though we acquired him via trade. You know, we still polished him into the pitcher that he is. Freddie Peralta, same thing. We got him when he was very yeah. young, came up through our minor league system. And that's not even touching on guys like, you know, Adrian Hauser. Um, but really, it's unbelievable how well this this homegrown pitching because Brewers fans thinking back to the the Prince Fielder Ryan Braun Billy Hall Corey Hart all those days this seems like it could never in a million years happen like who is this Brewers team developing all this pitching it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and uh it's just we've come a long way that's all I can say for my good Brewers we've come a long way what do the Brewers have coming up next after we preview what they have next we're going to announce the winner of the Craig Council jersey. So real quick, let's let's uh, let's check it out. We have the Dodgers coming Dodgers. up. Dodgers. I mean, that's, that's going to uh, be a tough series, but I think I feel like the Brewers pitching right now is so good we can win any game. It's like the pitching is what gives you confidence um, in baseball. Exactly. So so we got a four-game set against the Dodgers. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I predict a split. Uh, you know, I think we can – we're going to get rocked, I think, one game. Um, I think we're going to surprise and win, win one of these pitching matchups or something. And I think Woody and Burns are going to split. I think one of them are going to – or um, – This if, is where you might see some guys out. give up yeah. some runs. You know, like three, four runs. You know, it might be some five, four games. Um, Kershaw, yeah, so, so, hopefully we don't face him. That would have so, to... so game one, Freddie Peralta versus Trevor Bauer. Uh, who you got? It's a push. It's a toss up. It's a push. It's a push. Brandon Woodruff versus May. I have no idea who this May guy is. I, I'd have to look into him. But but that's that's a, something I'm going with Woodruff. Then you got the elite matchup. Or actually, you got multi, multiple elite matchups. You got Burns versus Urias for the Dodgers. I mean, he's a super talented wow. lefty. I'm going Burns, but but don't sleep on Urias as well. Uh, Brewers the, haven't the, faced a lot of lefties this year. I don't know if they. The, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then the final matchup is Hauser versus Walker Bueller. You know, Adrian Hauser always seems to get run support, but like Walker Bueller is, uh, I mean, he's he's darn good. Like he's well, they've got a good pitching power staff. pitcher. Then we have Philadelphia. You know, the Bryce Harpers of the world. I'm I'm pulling up their stats real quick, just taking a quick peek for you. Let's check out what they have going on. You know, Bryce Harper, his OPS is over 1,000. I got to give the man credit. His batting average is above 3, 329. It's 329. So I guess if you're giving him, you know, 400 million, 
That's He's what you want to be. Those are the kind of numbers well. you want to put. JT Realmuto, his OPS is 907. Talk about one of the best catchers in the major leagues. Uh, they actually have Andrew McCutcheon. You know, shout to you if you remember Andrew McCutcheon. That means you've been watching baseball for a long time. One of the most electrifying players as he came up through Pittsburgh. You know, he was kind of the guy who started Pittsburgh's rise when they went to the playoffs a couple of years and just one of the fastest runners I've ever seen. Uh, Rivaled a, uh, a couple guys in, you know, the MVP race. I think he did win MVP one year. I think he did. Okay. Um, Gene Segura, you know, a familiar face of the Brewers, putting up, he's a shortstop for the. Uh, Maybe plays a little bit of versatile for Philly. I have to look into his splits, but um, his OPS is 809. You know, so he's just kind of always been an above average hitter. You know, he was one of the guys we got back in that uh, Zach Greinke deal. And uh, basically, the two pitchers when the Brewers traded Greinke um, for pennies on the dollar after we, uh, you know, had him for like a year and a half, essentially, uh, we basically got Gene Segura and then we got two power pitchers who both busted. And, um, so yeah, we got you know we got a little bit of Segura. We we traded him away. Uh, I think I can't remember who we got for him. Might have been it was something with Seattle, I believe, or or no no we traded him to Arizona for Isan Diaz, I believe. That was that was the uh, whatever happened to Isan Diaz. We traded well, him, right? Yeah, we traded him in the Christian Yelich package, and he you know he's at the majors, but he's kind of like a fringe guy right now. Like he okay. he hasn't he's truly trying to establish himself. But yeah, so. Philly, you know, they, they have some bats. The pitching. They're 11 and 12 probably can win that series. Would yeah, like the, pi- to. the pitching's pretty good. Ultimately, the Brewers are going to be going on the road. So, where they're 9 and 3 so far. So, keep that in mind. The Brewers have been playing great baseball on the road. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something where it's, an, it's a tough eight games, and I would be thrilled if the Brewers split that 4 and 4. Honestly, that's like a. It's a tough eight games because then we get back home to uh, Miller Park. Oh, no, actually, the Dodgers are at home. I'm sorry. The Dodgers, Dodgers are at home, and then the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins are, are seven straight row games after that Dodgers series at Miller Park. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think if we sweep the Marlins and we split the, the Philly and the Dodgers series, you know, that's like ultimately um, seven, and, seven and four. You know, that would be, be great to come out of that. 10, uh, 11 game stretch, seven and four, but we'll see. That's a that's a tall task. Yeah, just cannot get swept against the Dodgers here. Uh, tough, tough stretch when they come into your stadium. They're that type of team that could beat you four times. Have to get one game or games one or two. You know, get off to a good start in the series. Look to split. Amen. So, so with that being said, uh, let's announce the winner of this giveaway. So, so before announcing the winner. Bruce fans, uh, we just want to thank you for all your participation in these contests. Um, you know, we may have said this before on podcasts, but we really want to give away things that our fans will actually be interested in. Bruce fans will actually be interested in. And, you know, we know Christian Yelich is the face of the franchise. He's going to be around for a long time. Um, but also Craig Council is just that rock, that that steady um you know, he doesn't I mean, like the man. <laughs> yeah, Manny Pena, you know, is the longest tenure brewer. Just to kind of put counsel in perspective of, about that rock that he's been uh, just with this Brewers franchise for years now as a player, as a manager. And so we really, really, really thought these were some cool items. And, and we're, we're really proud to be giving them away in a dual giveaway. We want to thank everyone for their participation. And just know that if you don't win... 
Don't get discouraged. Uh, there's a ton of giveaways that are in the future. Trust me, they're going to be really cool stuff. And yeah, you know, so um, it's uh, it, it's going to be great stuff. Al, without further ado, let's announce this winner. All right, Brewers fans, and the winner of the Christian Yelich official jersey and signed Craig Council is Andy Hass. At Andy Hass, five. Congratulations, Andy. You've won. And if you didn't win, do not be discouraged. Again, we're going to have much more competitions and, uh, I guess, giveaways in the future. So, you know, keep optimistic. But Andy Hass, you are walking away with two great jerseys. Very happy for you, my man. Woo! Congratulations, Andy. Happy to see they're going to a good home. Um you know, Bruce fans, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your participation. Thanks for supporting this podcast, supporting the Twitter account, supporting the Ike brand in general. Um, yeah, like Al said, you know, we got a bunch of really cool stuff on our Ike Bucks podcast. So if you head yep. over to Ike Bucks on Twitter, we're actually in the final stretch of a Drew Holiday jersey giveaway. So so get in that if you haven't already. Send Ike Bucks a DM. Uh, and on Ike Badgers, we're, we're in the midst of this Badgers and Friends series where each week we interview a different Badgers player. I know we got uh, – it's draft season, so we have a few players that are co- going into the draft process, um, see where they land. And also, you know – starters in the current team and it's headlined by uh someone who may or may not have led the nfl in tackles um so, so that's on our ike badgers account be sure to go check that out definitely some giveaways in the future there uh but really i just want to thank everyone for joining us today al i want to thank you for for joining the show thanks for coming on yeah really happy to join talk some brewers as always one of those teams to just enjoy so far throughout the season and hopefully the entire summer. When Brewers are playing well, the city of Milwaukee is electric. You can feel it. You've good energy. And, uh, yeah, really happy that Andy Hass is walking away with those jerseys. Um, like KJ said, you can win the Drew Holiday on Ike Bucks. Also, make sure to go check out our new website. It's ikepodcastnetwork.com. That's where we post a lot of, uh, you know, all, all the podcasts, all the great brand new content. website. Yeah, brand new website. Just launched it a couple days ago. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys about what your thoughts are and uh, hope you like it. It's a really cool spot. Um, but, yeah, like KG said, thanks again for showing up and listening to this podcast. We always love talking with you guys. And, uh, um, you know, we're enjoying the pitching. So I hope you are as well. Yeah, we're enjoying the Brewers in general. We're, we're just going to take a moment to, to be thankful for having a winning baseball team playing again. Uh, looking forward to some more tailgating. Looking forward to some more great Ike Brewers episodes in the future. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Tell a friend. Until next time, we're out.